You're listening to OEA Grow, a member-led production of the Oregon Education Association and a proud member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network. OEA Grow is by members, for members. In Season 12, educators discuss the rural school experience with Tony Myers. Welcome to the OEA podcast, Rural Educators. We have with us today Viviana Gift from Baker City, Oregon, and Nicole Merchant, also from Baker City, Oregon. Viviana and Nicole, welcome to the podcast. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us what your position is? Hey, Tony. Um, Hey, thanks for having us. Uh, Nicole and I are really excited. I haven't done one of these before. Um, So I am an agriculture science teacher at Baker High School and FFA advisor, and I've been teaching for 15 years. And I'm Nicole Merchant, and thanks again for having us. We're excited to be here. Um, I have been teaching for 10 years, and I am an agriculture science and construction teacher for Baker High School and Baker Middle School, as well as the other FFA advisor. Awesome. Sounds like a fun position. Can you explain to us what CTE means? CTE technically stands for Career and Technical Education, uh, but for our world, it gives us a really good opportunity to teach students real-life career skills in a hands-on setting um, where they can take essentially what they're learning in their other classes and give them that aha moment of, oh, this is why I had to learn that in that core class. And it kind of gives them that motivation to build those skills and prepare them for the real world after high school. Can you give me some examples of what type of classes would be considered in the CTE realm of the world? We have our welding and construction trades, agricultural sciences, um, engineering classes. Um, What am I missing, Bibiana? So uh, one thing I would say about CTE is that it's really, it can be really community-based and based on like industry needs and every community is a little bit different. So there might be some that have a forestry program and natural resources. And then there's others that could have culinary programs or child development programs for like Um, daycares or um, people that are interested in going to human development, family sciences in college. And then of course there's um, ag, agriculture, um, manufacturing trades, welding, construction, engineering. And like there, there's just, there's so many programs that are popping up because CTE has really gotten the spotlight over the last few years, we were always just kind of like in the in the back, kind of hidden away, I guess, as you could say. Like, So now I feel like CTE has really grown and become popular and people are noticing it more. So different communities are taking advantage of 
being able to offer CTE programs when originally they didn't offer them. So you're seeing CTE programs all the way in um, bigger cities, not just rural areas. Why do you think the spotlight shifted and is on CTE now? What changed in the education world? I think like the big driver of why there's been a big push for CTE is an industry they are seeing jobs not being filled and kids are, are, they need to learn those skills of how to be a good employer or an employee, not an employer. Uh, well, an, an employer too, because some of these kids are, might go out and start their own business or they might get into management or who knows what, but we're in a time of the world right now where people don't want to work or they don't have those skills to be good workers. And that's a huge thing we focus on in the CTE world is giving them those skills. How does the CTE classroom look different from a mainstream classroom? I think one of the, one of the big things that I see as different is that a CTE classroom might not just be the four walls of a classroom. That classroom might be out in a greenhouse. It might be in a shop. It might be out in the forest uh, at one of like the Powder River. They might be taking water samples somewhere. Um, they may be building things in their programs. So a CTE classroom like physically does not just have to be the four walls of the classroom and it very well can, but it doesn't, a lot of times it involves other areas too, but we have students that are doing inquiry based learning and they're running experiments and they're out designing, uh, hanging baskets for our plant sale. We have students in the CTE construction program at our high school that are building a mini house in the construction shop and they're learning how to build that house literally from the foundation to finish. And there's another program and, 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 and multiple others that I've heard across our state who their, their students build a mini house or a shed and then they sell it and that money goes back into the program. So uh, some CTE programs you might see like livestock in. I have animals in my classroom at times where students are learning how to do proper animal handling with dogs and pets. Um, they're learning how to give vaccinations on piglets or on lambs. Uh, we even had my horse come in one time and the kids drew, the. they felt all the bones and they drew the bones on her with a chalk pen and then we walked her around and they got to see kind of how, how, they, how those bones really move when a horse is walking. So the CTE classroom is, is really limitless on what students are, what they can do and what you might walk into seeing them working on. Yeah, like my day starts in the welding shop and then I've spent the first two class periods basically there. And then third period, I go to my plant science class and we're bouncing between my classroom and the greenhouse. And then I'm back to the construction shop. And then I'm back to my classroom for middle school discovery ag. And they get to go 
basically I try to expose them to everything. And so we're in the construction shop some days, other days we're out in the greenhouse. Some days we might, who knows where we're going to end up. And then, you know, I finished my day back in the construction shop. So I teach, I get to teach in a lot of different places, which is why I love my job. It's, it's never the same. So you've mentioned the greenhouse, which happens to be one of my favorite programs that you guys do. So can you explain a little bit how that looks like for you? So when I was hired, we built a new greenhouse. That was one of the first things I was tasked with. And we have a huge, uh, it's like a 35 foot wide by almost 100 feet long state-of-the-art greenhouse. And we're famous for our plant sale basically out of it, but we use it for so much more than just our plant sale. Um, In the fall, we start agri-science projects out there. My plant science class has several different um, class projects that we're doing. They've taken coleus cuttings, and right now we're depleting them of their nutrients. And then when we get back from break, we'll start adding some of the nutrients back in so they can see what those nutrient deficiencies look like in a plant. Um, They've got some mini hydroponics units that they've designed and set up out there. Uh, And we're just wrapping those up. I take my middle school class out there quite often to do different plant-based type studies, soil sciences, that kind of stuff. January, February is when we start gearing up for our plant sale. And we'll grow 300 hanging baskets in there, as well as bedding plants and vegetable starts. And my plant science runs the greenhouse just as they'd run a business. So they pick different areas where they're going to work in the greenhouse. and Everybody gets to experience those areas. Um, Their grade during that semester is solely based off of their employability skills. Like, are you doing what you're asked to do? Are you staying on task? Are you showing up on time? Or are you tardy? And they're the ones that make the marketing plan for the greenhouse. They're making the marketing materials. They're helping me with the supplies, the plant care, everything. And then they also help when we have our plant sale. And so it's a really cool extension of the classroom, essentially, where the students can go out and actually do what we're teaching them in the classroom. I love the real-life application of that, that it carries all the way through. Although your marketing kids last year, I think, should have got an A+, because how long did it take before you sold out of all your plants? Uh, We were sold out in a day, our plants. So when I was in high school, this is where I went to high school, and we had uh, a pretty successful greenhouse program, and I was a greenhouse manager for that one summer, and I worked clear till the end of June, and we kind of got it down to where we were sold out by the end of May, and this last year we sold out in one day. It made it tough because I was planning to come later in the weekend, and there was nothing. <laughs> yeah. My daughter was a greenhouse manager when she was in high school. And she worked for quite a while, too. So I love the marketing that the kids have really taken upon themselves. But they can do it in a day. And I know those kids hustle. They help you find your plants. They carry them out to the rig. I just love that. They're learning to work with their customer base. That's really cool. So what is one event that really stands out to you in your years as a CTE teacher? Gosh, this one is really hard. I was trying to think of some ideas, and it's impossible to narrow them down. 
So I wrote down a few of them to get some ideas going. Um, I think, uh, I would say I'm going to give you more than one because it is, Tony, it is really hard to come up with one. Uh, so, so one of them, uh, just an overarching one, I would say from my first year of teaching to now is the mentorship with students. I love to see our older students helping the younger ones. And then when those younger students start, middle schoolers get into high school and then they get into their sophomore, junior year, um, junior year. I really start seeing them mentoring other students. We have one that's gosh, I think he's graduated from college. Now I remember him so excited to come in and help students with the FFA creed or he would be their seventh period and a student would come into work and he would get all excited and want to stay and help them. I have students who zoom in from across the country to help students prepare with their speeches or job interview stuff. We have students that are now on our alumni board who were awesome FFA members and just wanted to stay and help. And they're heavily involved as an adult and we're trying to get some of them on our sub list. So I've just always really admired that mentorship piece. And I have one of my favorite pictures. We have a middle schooler and then this super tall high schooler. Um, He was helping tie, teach him how to tie his FFA tie at our drive-thru barbecue. And it, you can really see like the age difference just because of the height difference. I mean, this high schooler was like, I don't know, like six foot four, like he's super, super tall. And I have a photo of him teaching an eighth grader how to tie an FFA tie. So that, that's pretty cool. But I guess one of the other ones, uh, we have students who get industry certifications or go out and get jobs in the, our community. And we have some students that work at, at the vet clinic and I've had, um, I've had some, some pretty horrible things happen with one of our dogs that she ended up having to lose a leg. And one of the, well, two of my current students were able to watch that surgery. And one of my past students who went through my vet program, she works at the vet clinic and she was able to be there and help with the surgery. And she also worked, she was in my vet science class when I brought my dog in to get her, um, her puppy shots and my class got to do that. So this student got to do things with my dog from when she was a puppy in my classroom all the way to when she had to have a major surgery in the clinic. And I knew that she was going to be taken care of. And, and this student knew my dog. So that made it like way more comforting to me. And I, I won't forget that. So that, that was pretty cool. I was having the same like problem as Bibiana. And I was actually talking to my husband, Joe about it. Cause I was like, what do I talk about Joe? Like there's just so many things. And he's like, I don't know that you can pick one thing. So I kind of want to talk about in an ag program, our students, are required to have what's called a supervised agricultural experience project. And it's a project outside of school to give them the opportunity to apply the skills we're learning in class in a project that matters to them. And so we call these SAEs. And in the summertime, we get to go do a lot of different SAE visits. And we try to do some throughout the year. But like, that's my favorite thing about the summer is I get to go see the kids in their world. 
and their element. And they get to tell me about their project. And essentially, they get to be the teacher for me. Uh, Some of the projects, like I have a lot of knowledge about, like when I go see a beef project or horse project or get to go, you know, if a kid's swathing hay and I get to go sit in the swather. Like a lot of that is what I did as a student and still do in my spare time. But for example, I have a student who shows and raises meat rabbits. I know nothing about rabbits. And what I do know about rabbits now, I learned from that kid. And so he was the the teacher in that aspect. And you get to see them be passionate about something and it's just really cool to see them in that element. And one thing about being a CTE teacher is you develop kind of more of a mentorship with your students. And we always joke that you never get rid of your ag teacher. And it's true because of those relationships that we get to build with the students. And it's because we're not just seeing them at school. We're helping them with these projects. We're seeing them at county fairs. We're taking them on FFA trips and and building those memories with them. And I have one student that is actually dating a really close family friend of ours. That's almost like a daughter to me. And he mentioned the other day, he was like, you were truly not kidding. When you told me at graduation, (laughs) you never get rid of me. (laughs) I was like, yeah, we don't take that, you know, we don't take that lightly. So um, I think it's the relationships we get to, to build and, Sometimes you get to take those kids that have no desire to be at school and give them that purpose to be at school. I love that. They may not be A students in a math class or their language arts class, but they really find their groove in that CTE program and feel like they belong. I love that for Mm -hmm. those kids. Well, that kind of makes me think of um, there was a, a student that applied for a job in the community, this was years ago, and there was a an individual who knew that student academically, and this student wasn't like the best academic student outside of the CTE program. And they said, "Oh, this student applied for this job. Um, they, I don't know if they're we're going to hire them. They were connected somehow to it, I think, through a marriage or something." And said, I, I don't know, they're really, they did not do that great at school and her grades are not very good. And I was like, what? This is the, like, she does amazing in my classes, but this is the student that maybe they don't get the best grades in their other classes, but she's going to show up on time. She's going to work hard. She knows the content and how to do the tasks that you're going to be asking her to do in that job. This is the person I would hire. So, uh, so some sometimes students just shine in the CTE programs because it's a passion that they have. It's a place that they feel welcome. Like we truly do become like a little family. And I remember just like being so adamant, like you better hire this student because their grade in another class is not going to impact how wonderful of an employee they're going to make you. And that's what we're hearing from employers, because to be a CTE program with a certified program of study, we have to have an advisory board. So we are constantly uh, working (laughs) with community partners to see what they need 
for their businesses? What can we be teaching students? You know, what skills do you want them to be graduating with? And there's a lot of times that they don't care if they were a 4.0 student because what they're finding is just because you're academically very successful doesn't necessarily mean that you know how to work and you have common sense. And that's such an art that is dying right now. And we push these kids so hard to be perfect academically that we don't allow them to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. And that's what they get to do. I mean, I don't know how many times I've had students mess up a project in a construction shop and we just have to scrap it all and let's start over or kill a plant in the greenhouse. Well, that happens. I killed a lot of plants when I was first starting out. I knew nothing about plants. I could barely keep a cactus alive when I first started teaching ag. And now I run a massive greenhouse. And But I learned a lot from, from those mistakes. And, you know, I just, I try really hard to be real with the students and show my flaws too, so that they don't feel like they have to be perfect. I love that. I think there's a lot of pressure on kids these days to be perfect, never make mistakes. So the fact that they're allowed and we just learn from it and move on, I think is going to set these kids up for success in the future because we all make mistakes. And so to try and strive for that perfection constantly, I love that they can just make those mistakes. So... Yeah. Um, how do CTE classes prepare students for their next steps in life? I would say that they provide those hands-on real-world experiences that students are excited to learn about in a career area that either they want to go into or a career that they just want to learn more about and just really exposing them to career options and those skills that they can use no matter what career they go into. We have a lot of students in our, in our program, but not everybody wants to go into ag as a career field. And I always start out telling them, okay, you do not, just because you're in animal science or intro to ag or food science, this does not mean that you have to go into, career, into a career of that. But we're going to use this as the is the method of teaching you these skills that you can use anywhere. Teamwork skills, leadership, how to work with other people, how to quick think quickly on your feet, how to make a resume and a cover letter, and all of these skills that will help them be successful in their personal lives and in a future career. Uh, that I think that is one of the really, probably in my opinion, probably one of the most important ones. You can have somebody that might, in a, in a job or even on a, I see it on teams for FFA, you can have someone with all of the skills, but if they don't have that positive attitude and the drive and those soft, they call, you know, they call them soft skills. I think they're, you should just call them, I don't know, something more important than that. Soft skills doesn't sound so important, but you know, all of those really important skills that you can use in all aspects of your life that uh, I think that's one of like the most important things that we can pass on with our students. And you can have someone, you can train those skills in and you can teach them and give students experiences to grow those skills. So, and I, I think we also do, well, I know we also do a ton of community engagement. So students go out 
into college or into the career, whatever they're deciding that they want to do with their life. And they have that network of people, whether it's in our community or across the state or people that we've connected our students with across the country, they already have that network. So that's, that's just going to help them a little bit more. Uh, We've got a student who I connected with a past college friend on job interview preparation and she helped her a lot with with interview skills and then she continued to work with this person for three years then she ran into her again her senior year at the state FFA convention and she had some goals to become a state FFA officer and this um, this gal said hey if you become a state officer uh, or you don't I have a job for you are you or are you coming to um, the Willamette Valley for school? And she was, and she said, okay, if you're a state officer, I'll hold the job for you. If you're not, then I have a job this fall for you. So she walked away from doing these FFA events and, and gaining these connections with a job. And now she told me a couple of weeks ago, she's been promoted like five times and she's actually considering making that a career. Uh, it's at a pretty awesome company that supports ag and is involved in sales and um, and marketing and and being connected with different feed stores across the country or across the Oregon, maybe even Washington, California. I think it's bigger than than I than in my head. But those connections are what helped her get this get this job, get her out of our community to go do bigger things, to go to pursue college. And that's something this student, I know when I met her, this is not anything of what she had dreamed would actually be a reality for her. Oh, that's so exciting. I love that. Yeah. I'm surprised I'm not crying. I always cry when I talk about this story, (laughs) but we have that all the time where students get those connections or get job offers or, I mean, just connecting them with industry partners and getting them out of the world. I don't know how many times we've taken students to national convention and it's their first time being on an airplane or, you know. It was my first time on an airplane going to national convention. Yeah. Yeah. And it was one thing as a high school student that I wish I would have done. I never went to national convention as an FFA member. I never got to go until I was an, an ag teacher. And so one thing that we also really give them as we teach them responsibility and how to to work hard. Um, I mean, we don't try to do a lot of things. I mean, we do things for the kids, but like when it comes to cleaning up, they're the ones cleaning up. My shop students, that's part of their grade. And it's surprising how many times I have to show them how you do you clean your welding booth out? How do you use a broom properly? And when an employer sees that a student has gone through a CT program or has FFA on their resume or has done, you know, Skills USA or a lot of those different programs, they're more likely to hire that student over another student because they know that they've been taught those skills. And employers are saying all the time that, you know, we can teach somebody the trade, but we can't teach them how to be a good employee. And we work really hard to hold our students accountable. Sometimes that's tough, but, you know, a lot of times they come back and thank you later. Like, you know, thank you for 
holding my feet to the fire. I don't know if I can say that, but, <laughs> you know, to, to keep them accountable. So I love that it's a lot of hard work, but the rewards are just magnified when they've learned those skills. Yeah. My sister works in downtown Portland in a non, non ag career. And she called me, this was probably a year ago. She called and she said, I've got to tell you about this, this interview we had with somebody. And, uh, this girl came in for an interview and she just interviewed so well. And she had this like poise about her and just the way she just said, just the way she talked and how she answered questions. I wondered if she was an FFA. So I asked her, were you an FFA in high school? And the girl was so confused. Like, uh, what? Yes, I, I actually, I was, why, why did, how did you know? And she was like, I could tell by like how, how polished you are and how uh, well you're doing. Like it was, I don't know. She just tells me that she can pick them out and I'm around the kids all the time. So I, and, and our FFA member in the FFA world, gosh, I've been involved in it for you. This is awful to think about. Oh my gosh. 24 years since I was starting FFA through being an ag teacher. Oh my gosh. That's a really long time. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I guess I could probably pick them out too, but it's cool to see someone who has not been involved in FFA herself for 20 years being able to pick them out of the crowd because of how well they stand out in a positive way. That really says it right there. They stand out. I think too, the really cool thing about CTE programs is we are so embedded in our tradition, but also very innovative that we've survived a lot of the hard times. Like you think about how long agriculture programs have been around. And that was kind of like one of the first true forms of CTE programs in schools. I mean, they've been around since 1928 was like the, well, that's when FFA started, but they've been around for close to a hundred years or better. And it's because of those traditions that we build, but also that almost perseverance that makes them so successful. Like when I went through high school, CTE programs were getting cut left and right because we didn't have funding. But those teachers and those programs worked really hard to keep them alive. And right now it's like the exact opposite. Like they've discovered the importance of these programs for our students that we're finding funding for them. But I can remember first starting out, and I was an ag teacher as CTE programs are really starting to pick up again. But we were taught how to basically run a shop from nothing. Like, you know, I'd go scrounge for scrap metal and wood donations. And, you know, you hear about programs where kids would do their welds and then grind their welds off and then redo them to reuse the metal and, you know, using scrap wood and anything you could find to build projects. And, but we survived those times and now we're really thriving again. And it's just, I think it's because of everybody's hard work and that work ethic that you see in CTE programs that really make them successful. And they're the ones that are feeding the jobs and a lot of times coming out very successful in life because they know how to work. As an alumni of the FFA program and having went through those times when they wanted to cut, I love seeing that it's being recognized for the successful programs that they are now. 
They need that recognition. They need that support. So is there anything that you haven't shared yet that you want listeners to know? I would say that if anyone listening has their own kids or nieces, nephews, or friends with kids, get them involved in a CTE program. Whether or not that's a career area that they are saying they want to go into, get them in programs, get them exposed. Um, I always tell students, you would love it if you just come to one thing. And then eventually, as juniors or seniors, they're like, okay, you were right. I should have listened to you sooner. I'm like, see, I told you. It's the same. It's like I'm a record on repeat. So I just tell, I would like everyone to know, just encourage your kids to try new things and to get involved in these programs. And they'll they'll love it. They just have to go try it, get involved, and they will be so happy that they got voluntold to do it. <laughs> Our students ask us a lot, like, is this an option or are you like telling me I have to do this? And we call it voluntelling in our program that no, this is, I mean, you don't have to do it, but really you should do it because this is good for you. I, I agree with that too. What Bibiana said. Um, I always try to encourage our students to try something out of all the different CTU programs that we offer because you never know what you're going to find. You see so many times students are being pushed to go to college and then they switch their majors who knows how many times and waste a lot of money. And if they had the opportunity to explore the different career opportunities, I think they would go out into life after high school with a clearer path. And there's so many different opportunities in this world. And like I tell my students, like, you know, we need those traditional careers, our doctors, our lawyers, our nurses, but there's so many other careers we don't think about. You might not be able to come back to our community, but find something that you love doing every day. I mean, I sometimes go away from this job very frustrated, exhausted, but I wouldn't change what I do because I love what I get to teach. And I tell my students, I couldn't be a math teacher, an English teacher. I could maybe do history. And thank goodness we have people who want to do that. But I feel like I was made to teach what I do teach because I get to share passion and give students those skills to be successful in no matter what they do. And it's just a really cool opportunity. And a lot of students do find a passion and it does change their lives, or it might not either. But this is a time to try new things and to grow and to build those skills. I love that. I know that my fifth graders cannot wait for the day they get to be in your guys' program. So keep up the great work. Thank you, Viviana and Nicole, for joining us today to talk about the CTE program. I really appreciate you taking your time. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks, Tony. For more OEA professional learning opportunities, visit grow.oregonad.org.